Hey, I'm going to apologize up front with this podcast. There's a couple instances where the sound drops out. And I just want to let you know, though, it is one episode absolutely worth listening to. I've got Coach Russell, who runs an absolutely amazing boot camp for players in North Carolina. He brings together eight of the top pros for each camp. And in this interview, he also gives his top three tips from these world-class instructors. We also discuss a difference between a pickleball camp and an actual boot camp, which I found really interesting. So let's get to the intro to hear from Coach Russell. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Coach Russell. How are you doing today, Coach? Oh, couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. Loving the weather up here in North Carolina. Yes, it's beautiful in that neck of the woods. And I know you have got so much going on with pickleball, but I do always like to start with how did you first hear about the game and how long ago did you start playing? Well, in about 2010, I was working with senior citizens in the uh, Parks and Recreation Department, Tampa. That's where I retired their career there. One of the seniors came up to me at the time and talked to me about this funny named sport, pickleball. And so I was an ex-tennis pro and had to play a little bit. So two or three of the seniors showed me how to play. And by I was uh, refereeing and playing pickleball the next year. So the senior citizens at the creation center introduced me to the sport. Kind of kind of cool. Yeah, nice. And like you mentioned, that was would you say about ten years ago? What was it? What was it like? You know, ten years ago because I've only been playing the game for three years. Yeah, well, yeah, back then it was just a, a fun sport. And, you know, the name, we didn't even know if the name was going to stick, pickleball. You, you know, we just had fun with it. And I have, I would have to explain to people what pickleball, and the, most people never heard the sport of pickleball or the name. So now this, here it is 10 years later. And, I, I about 75% of the people know or have heard about pickleball. And it, it sounds like from talking with you a little bit before the podcast that, you know, 10 years ago, there was some interesting people who would uh, dress up for tournaments in different costumes. And costumes on and uh, people dressed as a pickle and they, they were just having fun. And, and, and like I said, most people didn't take the sport so seriously and, Certainly that's changed with the APP and PPA tournaments and all the, there, there's plenty of tournaments go around. So yeah, sports has, sport has really grown. Absolutely. I happened to be down at the PPA tournament in San Clemente this last weekend, getting to see the pros play and, you know, the level of play is just, just tremendous. Yeah. It's, it's, it's phenomenal how a lot of these people have just, had racket sports. Some people don't even have racket sport experience like Gigi LaMaster. I, I think she's just tremendous. She, she never played tennis or a sport in her life. And she's, you know, a hall of famer now in the hall of fame, pickleball hall of fame. And 
couldn't be more proud of her. And, uh, you know, yeah, that, that, it, it's, it's, it's tremendous. You see my buddy, John Sperling there. You know, actually, I don't think John was there. I looked his oh. name up under the players and I didn't see it because I had just interviewed John a couple weeks ago and I wanted to connect with him, right. but I didn't see him being there. Oh, okay. I thought I, I thought I saw something on the, in California there. So it might've been another, another tournament or something, but yeah, I've learned so much from John. He's kind of my, been my personal coach, him and Scott Tingley from from in uh, the Sarasota area. Those guys have really helped me grow grow my game. Right. And and that's one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about. I mean, because you are Coach Russell, you're well known as a as a coach. And I know you talked a little bit about how you got started in the game and, you know, you know, doing it through, you know, being introduced, I think, through like the rec department and stuff. But how did you start getting into like doing you know, fairly serious. Co- yeah, well, you know, I have a business called Suncoast Pickleball. It's out of Sarasota. I I retired in Tampa and moved to Sarasota. And, and and so I started tournaments and the tournaments actually ended up being pretty challenging for me, you know, running a tournament by yourself with without too much help. And so I, I created this pickleball camp because I was a basketball official, a college basketball official. And I remember going to the Big East camp and the SEC basketball camp, and they videotaped me. And man, did I get good. Uh, I turned out to be a a really good basketball official. And I remember that experience. So I thought, man, I want to get good in pickleball. So I'm going to have a, I want to try to do a pickleball camp and I'll try doing for basketball. And uh, so I had a, held a camp in 2016 called Montreat. It was in Montreat, North Carolina, Suncoast Boot Camp. And that's that's when I started really getting better is being surrounded by all these pros. I would hire these pros and they'd spend time with me afterwards. And then I, I don't know, probably been around 50 different pros, including, you know, Tyson McGuffin's been there, Joey Farias and Gigi Lamaster, Deb Harrison. I got Jim Hackenberg and Vaughn this year and Rick Whitskin and just the list goes on and on. I just pick up different tips from them and, and, and it just adds to my toolbox. Well, that's like a who's who of, of pickleball. And I, I know I've interviewed a few of them names you mentioned, but you know, I I'm curious cause I, I, I have to admit, you know, doing the podcast and talking to pros, I get to ask them whatever questions I want. And even though I'm not mm-hmm. on court with them, I get, I do get a lot of great tips, but tell me, cause you're on the court with these people. What are like your three top tips, you know, that you've gotten from the pros that's really either impacted your game or really help people who you're coaching? Oh, wow. Lynn, that's a great question. I tell you, I was working out with Brian Staub, who is probably the senior pro in the world. And, you know, his, his partner is Phil Bagley. And one thing that he told me to do is when my partner hit an overhead, their job is to get the overhead down at their feet. And then I just close and close right into the middle and, and clean up the point. And I've done that as long as my partner can hit that, that overhead down at their feet, I, I clean up, I win that point all the time. So another, another one, a good tip was John Sperling. He, he told me to return the ball straight ahead. Now I have always been under the assumption I'm going to go in the middle 
try to get some confusion. And I still do that from time to time. But if the ball's hit straight ahead, if I am the return partner at the net, again, close the middle and take away the, the, the drive down the middle. And if I am the returning player, believe it or not, it seems like the ball's out in front of me and my and their third shot drop is right in front of me. So that's another another great tip. Another one is Dave Weinbach, good friend of mine. And the number one issue we have with the third shot drop is that we, we, we tend to get up to the baseline after we serve and we're snug in the baseline. And when the return comes back, it's there, you know, those pros, they hit the ball so deep that, you know, you're almost falling back on third shot always causes the ball to go too far up in the air and there ends up being trouble. So I've learned to stay about three or four feet back behind the service line, whether I'm serving or not. So I have a more effective drop. That's great advice from all three of those guys. And, you know, Mm -hmm. just to follow up a little bit on the one from John Sperling, I mean, I I agree. I mean, I'll tell you, almost every coach will say and and pick a ball, you know, hit down the middle to confuse your opponents. So I I love John's advice to basically go back, you know, hit that ball straight ahead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I I start doing that. And then, you know, when you go straight ahead, they like to hit the, their forehand. When you go straight ahead, they, they like to go, they hit leg to hit that forehand almost in the back backhand corner to my partner. So I'm moving up. So you got to be careful of that. Sometimes if they have a nice third shot drop in into my, you know, our backhand corner there, then mix it up a little bit and or be forced to hit it more down the line to their backhand, which I don't like doing because I think it's a little, it's uh lower percentage shot because you're dealing with. Right. Yeah. Good point. Now, honestly, just with those three tips there, I I think, you know, a lot of people will not have heard of, you know, some of those strategies, but I think a lot of people would be very interested in attending one of your boot camps. And I'm I'm curious, is there a difference between a boot camp and just a camp? Is, is any difference between the two? Well, I don't know. I call my camp because it's it's longer so most most camps are three day 24 people maybe two or three they start at nine in the morning and they end at three or four in the afternoon and after the after the day session is over with it's it's you you don't see the pro you don't see the participants everybody kind of goes on their own where this you captured for the whole week from Sunday through Friday. And we keep you busy uh, from 7.30 in the morning to about nine o'clock at night. So that's your day. And uh, so in the morning after breakfast, uh, we'll go to the courts and we're doing drills. And then we, after the drills, they actually put the drills together with the pro. So they're playing games and uh, trying to implement what they've learned. And we do the same thing in the second half of the of the day. And then at night, we have all kinds of 
of uh, social activities. We have like Texas Hold'em trivia contests. I teach some line dancing. We have bands come in. I have uh, bands every week come in and uh, a little rock and roll and just having some fun. And um, the camp was so long that people were complaining that I, I, I kept them busy so long. So I gave them a day off. So now they go into Black Mountain on Thursday for dinner on their own. So and enjoy some some alone time. But yeah, I keep them busy. I have a video on Thursday. So I, I pay somebody, they they get a um, a 15 minute video of themselves that are critiqued by each of the pros. And so they get to keep that. We email them that valuable 15 minute, you know, you to learn and grow in their sport. Wow, that's that's an amazing amount of, you know, instruction and now now I get it now I I hadn't read about the schedule that you have for the camps but now I get why you call it a boot camp I mean that's just amazing to go from seven in the morning to mm-hmm. nine nine at night I mean that pe- people must be darn tired I bet yeah 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 they get it, they get little breaks we give them breakfast lunch and dinner it's all included in the price and and are fabulous so I I I pre-warn them that they might gain weight, even though they're at the camp all week. That's how good the food is. You know, five course meals with the, with dessert, ice cream, all that stuff. So you got to be careful, (laughs) but yeah, a lot of fun. And we we definitely keep them. Now, I know you must've had some challenges with COVID-19, but typically how many camps, you know, do you run each, each year? I mean, cause, cause it must be really intense and, and also talk a little bit about some of the pros who are coming there to teach. Well, you know, the, camp, we, do, we offer two week camps, you know, it's a week at a time and we do 48 in each camp. So last year we had 48 in each camp and because of COVID 56 of them still wanted to attend. So COVID was just starting to, in last September was, and so 56 of them, we, we did, we did social distance activity that spread out and the band, of course, was in the lawn and was, you know, so we had 56 last year. This year, again, I think people want to get out. So we offered two 48 player and then seeing that to 64 players each camp. And then we had 49 on a waiting list. So we decided to offer yet a third camp and that filled up at 64 players. So, and we do a one to eight ratio. So it sounds, it sounds like there's a lot of people and they would not get a lot out of it, but it's a one to eight ratio with the pros. And it also gives us an opportunity to really, you know, a lot of times when you go to these camps, you might be practicing if you're, say, a four or five rated player and you're practicing with a three, five rated player. It, it, it's, you know, it's more challenging. It's not as much fun because, you're, you know, they, they're just not on your level. So with 64 players, we could really divide the group into eight players of like ability. And that gives us a big advantage. So when you go to the camp, every uh, the same ability too many people think of when they sign up for camp. But this year, <laughs> I think I, I have the best coaches I've ever had. This year. We talked about 
John Sperling and, and Scott Tingley. We got Gigi Lamaster back. And then Michelle Esquivel and Rob Cassidy, they're, they're the top of their game right now. And same thing with Rick Witzkin. He's in the top three of the senior pros. We have Hall of Famer Steve Parento this year, Hall of Famer Enrique Ruiz. We have Wes Gabrielson, Bonnie Williams. Let me see. Oh, gosh. It's in, you know. Medals along with another Hall of Famer, Jim Hackenberg, and his wife, Yvonne, very sweet people. Hella Spar, which is out back your way. Barry Waddell, which was the number one player in the world just a couple of years ago. Laura Fenton, and and that's that's kind of the lineup. It's uh it's an all-star lineup, and I, I think that's part of the reason why all three camps have sold out. I bet. So, you know, in thinking about that, I mean, that that really is a tremendous list of, you know, current pros at the top of their game and senior pros at the top of their game and, and just, you know, an amazing group. I mean, as if I'm a player who's signed up for one of the camps, am I largely just interacting with, with one of the pros or is there some type of rotation or how does that work? Oh, good question. Yeah, we, so you're with, okay, so there are eight sessions eight sessions. So you're going to be with a a pro for three hours and you're going to rotate to another pro. And then after that, that day, that's Monday, you do two more pros the next day and two more pros on Wednesday and two more pros on, on Thursday. So everybody again, all the pros camp and here I got notebooks and and, and Suncoast pencils. They're also getting a Turbis tumbler. They got a nice player bag that that we're that they're going to get. So, and an awesome camouflage camouflage boot camp shirt uh, match the boot camp theme. And all the instructors are going to be wearing like camp hat. As a matter of fact, I did hire somebody this year for the first time. He's a drill sergeant. He's going to be knocking on their doors early in the morning. It's up. It's to have a true boot camp feel to it. Oh no way! I mean, that's yeah. com- that's complete yeah. craziness. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so much fun. It's just, it's so, it's so great, you know. So, but I'm going to tell them they're going to be the, the sergeant's going to be there today if they're not up by six thirty. You know, of course, we're not going to do that. But we're the first day. We'll have a lot of fun, and we have a great, fantastic light show. When I introduce the pros, you, know, you know, I'll just say. Like twelve-time national champion Gigi Lamaster, we have lights going on, and it's it, it's a lot of fun. And we do that at barn. There's this Montreat. It looks like it's ready to fall down, but it's just it's it's a perfect setting, and we just have a lot of fun introducing the pros and everything. So, yep, a lot of fun. Different different feel for the boot camp, and I think a lot of people. I'd say. We have about 25 to 30% return rate. And so they treat it like a vacation. And one of the most amazing things, I just still can't get over it, is I don't advertise. I don't advertise for this camp. The, the players just do all the advertising for me. They just love the camp so much that I've always considered advertising and maybe in a pickleball magazine or something, but I really don't 
have to. It's 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 sold out every year, and just the people love the camp so much. I can totally believe that you've got players who who are returning like that. But so basically, though, you're sold out this year. When's the next set of camps that you're going to be offering? Well, we're going to try to with the college about offering two camps in May and then the other two or three in September because September's filling up and people are asking, when is your next camp? And if they have to wait a year, you know, they, they get a little dejected. Two camps in May in 2022 in Montreal. And then what are you doing the the rest of the year? Are you coaching in the that area or are you um, coaching in Florida? Oh, what, what do I do? <laughs> I take advantage of all the pros that I know. They're, they're the best in the world. I mean, you know how pickleball players are and the pros, how approachable they are. And, and they're just, that's what makes the sport so great is that there's just so many wonderful pros out there. And I, I have pro clinics. So every month I bring in one of these pros or a local pro for a clinic for my at my club. It's called Creekside Racket Club in Black Mountain, North Carolina, just about 15 uh miles east of Asheville. And we have these pro clinics once a month. And so I'm the other pro along with the, so we take 16 people. I get eight and other pro gets eight. We rotate them around and we do all kinds of drills. And uh, so we have these pro clinics and the best part about it, it's only $30 for an hour and a half. And, and, and I tell people, if you can pick up two or three little tips every time you go to a clinic, then it's worth the 30 bucks. You know, so, and I also run the club, Creekside Racket Club. I'm there every day, six days a week. And I, I do private lessons and stuff there and teach all the things that the other pros have taught me. That will, would certainly be a bargain for uh, $30 for a clinic. That's, that's a great value, I'm sure. Well, all right. Just to finish up with a couple questions, I do always like to ask the pickleball pros and coaches, which paddle do you use and why do you like it? I use a Engage um, EX uh, 3.0. And to me, I've, I've, I've been in the sport for 10 years. So this paddle gives me both the control and the power. So it just gives me good feel when I hit, I hit the ball. It feels like the ball stays on my paddle a little longer and that I can, I can actually, you know, I have more precision with the, with my shots. So that's the paddle that I use, right? And then did you say that was the, one of the newer paddles, the thicker ones by Engage, like the 6.0? Yeah. Okay. In the EX version, right? Right. Yeah. Well, all right. If somebody wants to reach out to you, where is the best place for them to get in contact? Yeah, they could uh, go to suncoastpickleball.com and check out my website. There's a contact uh, tab there. They could always reach out. And, and if they have any any questions uh, about anything we discussed, I'd love to talk to them about it. And like I said, I, I just spent most of my last five or six years just in training. So, you know. I, I have a whole setup now at, at Creekside where I teach, where it's all video. It's video analysis. So uh, when I go over the lesson, I'm actually videotaping you. And then the last 15 minutes, we're, we're looking at 
you know, paddle angles and, and just all kinds of positioning and things like that. So they could reach me at coach Russell E at gmail.com if they want to. Well, all right. It's a great offering that you have. I'm very tempted to uh, head your way next uh, next May and join. You're welcome one of the anytime. Welcome well, anytime. We'd love to have you. All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyways, Coach Russell, it was uh, great to have you on the uh, Pickleball Fire podcast today. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, well, thank you for inviting me for this podcast. And you know, maybe we'll do more down the, down the road. I'd love to meet you one day. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.